0: Come on, everybody. Here we go. Up to Neverland. Welcome to Detour to Neverland, where we interview Disney content creators and product producers. We share Disney stories and strategies for how to grow your Disney hobby or business. Here's your host, Brendan Wright.
1: Welcome back to Detour in to Neverland. Today we have a bonus episode and it's actually our very first reoccurring guest but now your third installment here with us. It's Ashley from Disney Tricks here to chat about a lot of things. Mainly our topic is going to be Christmas time at Disneyland Resort. I know you just got back so we're so excited to dive into that but we've got some other things that we need to jump into first. So first of all. I know we've had you back, um, and for our listeners who haven't heard you back in Episode 4 and Episode 13, I highly recommend going and, and hearing Ashley's first interview about Disney tricks, and then a Disneyland trip report. Um, and then, yeah, so thank you so much for joining us again today. Um, if you could go ahead and introduce yourself, I know the third time, but just introduce yourself and maybe tell a little bit about your page for somebody who's a first-time listener.
2: That- Thank you so much for having me back. I always love being on the podcast with you guys. I know we've got Catherine joining us too. So this is really an exciting thing to do. So my page is Disney Tricks, and I'm actually evolving my Instagram from only Instagram into a personal blog as well about Disney. So I've done lots of trips from Disneyland Paris to Disneyland California, hopefully Tokyo Disneyland next year, and I currently live in Orlando, so we go to Walt Disney World all the time, and I just love sharing different tricks and tips for Disney.
1: Well, perfect. So you already mentioned it, so the new blog, DisneyTricksBlog.com, we're so excited to see you evolve, see new things um, on your horizon kind of what is the content that you want to be able to share over there uh, in contrast to what you're sharing on Instagram?
2: Yeah, thank you so much. So so my personal blog will be more in-depth than my Instagram. At the moment, I've been giving maybe one to five tricks and tips on each idea, such as candy canes at Disneyland and even the Candlelight Processional, which I know we're going to touch on. But I really just wanted a page where people could go to and read all of the tricks and tips instead of having to go through all of my Instagram photos to figure out where those were. Really, my Instagram is going to become a point of showing off brands and different things that are going on at Disney World and Disneyland. So that will be more in the moment, whereas my blog will kind of reflect on events or you know, holiday specific things, or the
0: food and wine festival, my tricks for that and things like that. So I love that. I mean, I love that you are kind of going back and taking that time to look into some of those more interesting topics in more depth. I mean, I think just me personally, I would love to go in and look at that because, you know, there's only so much you can put on Instagram. Um, But I definitely think with a blog, you can share so much more. So I love that. Thank you so much. Yeah, I really found that there weren't
2: a lot of articles on the specific things like finding a candy cane. There might be one or two blog posts about it, but they don't go into as much detail as you really need. I still was having to call Disneyland and dig up information. So I'm hoping to really become a one-stop shop so everyone can get the Minute new details on events that are coming up, events that have happened, and really, if I can make a guide about Candy King this year, then people next year can know, oh, these were the dates they were last year, I bet it'll be around the same time, and I bet it'll be around the same process, and stuff like that.
1: Absolutely, yeah, that's great, and it, it's definitely a better archive as well, as far as being people being able to find that. They're not going to be able to find an Instagram post as easily, uh, but a blog is definitely yeah. formatted better. So that's awesome. We're so excited for you.
2: Thank you. I'm really excited to share all these tricks with everyone. I have so many photos and so many posts. I just want to post them all out there, but they'll be coming out, you know, weekly. So stay tuned.
1: (laughs) Good deal. Well, one one more time, just to make sure all of our listeners hear it. It's DisneyTricksBlog.com. And, you know, we're just so excited to to see the content they're able to push out over there. That's awesome. So the other big thing that's happening with you right now is you're celebrating your birthday. And for your birthday, (laughs) you're running a really awesome fundraiser. So can you tell us a little bit about that?
2: Yes. Thank you so much for bringing that up. So I currently have a GoFundMe account set up right now for Water Is Life Ethiopia. So this amazing organization gives back to Ethiopia. They actually build wells so that they can have water in the area. There's a lot of droughts that occur, and it helps all the families down there. So please be sure to check out my link in bio. I'm going to leave that up through this Friday, which is the 14th. So I'm actually having some amazing brands are donating, such as Main Street Morgan. She's actually donating a percentage of proceeds when you use my code. So that's Dietrichs15. You can see a lot more of that on my profile as well. But if you shop on Main Street Morgan, if you're looking for gifts for you, your friends, go buy some shirts
0: and you'll be able to give back to this incredible cause, Water is Life. It's pretty incredible. So that is such a great you know, fundraiser. How did you get connected with that fundraiser? Like, how did you hear about them? So I
2: have personally wanted to give back to Ethiopia
0: for a while, but my friend, her family
2: is the owner of this nonprofit organization. And what I think is really amazing is GoFundMe allows you to create the account. So I created a little GoFundMe page, and it'll go directly to Water Is Life. So nothing will come towards me. It automatically links using uh, the Water Is Life International, their tax number. It'll all the funds will directly funnel to them, which is just incredible. And you know, I can make pages. It takes 20 minutes. It's nothing crazy. The work they do is what's incredible.
1: Mm-hmm. Yeah, that's awesome. That's uh, a great cause, and we're happy to help spread the word for it, and hopefully, yeah, um, we're able to raise some money for him because that's that's amazing. Thank you so much. I really appreciate it. Awesome. So, those are the two big things kind of going on in your current life right now. But I'm sure I'm sure that you're still reminiscing over Disneyland at Christmas time. Yeah, so that's what every we're here to- day. <laughs> so that's what we're here to talk about today. If anybody is listening and interested in a more comprehensive view of Disneyland, like I said, episode 13 is where you can hear that. Um, but this one we're gonna be talking specifically about Christmas time. So Catherine and I are a little nervous to record this episode, to be honest, because I feel like we might do something crazy and like get, on, a trip. Like get on Southwest.com, that's where we're chatting. <laughs> But it's the risk that we're just going to have to be willing to take.
2: (laughs) Yes. So I have to say, you guys chose the right time to go before, which was Halloween. So I am a Christmas fiend and I still think Disneyland at Halloween time was the most incredible time to go. That being said, Christmas time is still beautiful and amazing. you have to do it at least once just to see how they light up the castle. That was the most beautiful part to me but I definitely think Halloween was
0: almost cooler
1: Mm, interesting yeah
0: that's interesting
1: it would be hard to I mean that's I guess just viewing Halloween it we feel like it would be hard to top because that was just such an amazing time of year
2: yeah Exactly. And, uh, you know, I thought there were more lights between Cars Land and Pixar Pier. And maybe it's just because they opened Pixar Pier near then. And there you know, Pixar Fest was ending. And there were a lot more things going on then. Uh, Christmas time at Disneyland is still absolutely incredible. If you ever have the chance to go, I would 100% recommend going. They've got the ride overlays still. But uh, Halloween had a few extra ride, ride overlays, too.
1: Interesting. All right. So kind of the first thing that was on our list and we'll just take it from there and I'm sure we'll spill it all out and cover it all. But the theming, kind of what, how do they approach theming in the two parks? What are the things that stood out on that?
2: Yes. Yeah, so the theming is beautiful. Uh, the wreaths are, you know, your typical round wreaths. They are not Mickey shaped and they are very pretty. They have the lights all over the castle which is stunning i love seeing their castle versus walt disney world because while it's smaller it still looks like there are a ton of lights all over it and icicles on it it's just really beautiful i think the castle was the most amazing part of the entire christmas time theme. i love the characters that's another thing that disneyland has is incredible theming with their characters So when you walk on the main street, you see their cute little sweaters. I'm sure you've seen them all over Instagram. Everyone's posting how adorable the characters look this year. But, you know, Chip and Dale have on cute outfits. Minnie, Mickey, Goofy, they're all right there, including Pluto, right when you walk into the park. That's kind of your first feel. It's Christmas time. Everyone's dressed up, and it's really sweet.
0: So our favorite kind of themed land when we went was Cars Land. So how does Cars Land do Christmas? Definitely.
2: So Cars Land was my favorite. Uh, Halloween time as well. It's still my favorite. So I love what they do for Christmas. It's kind of similar to Halloween. It's a little less light, but there's a Santa hat on the car in the back, which you guys will remember how cute that whole area is. Um, Radiator Springs, they don't have any extra theming on the racer ride, but there are lots of little trees with Christmas tires on them. Everything has big bows on it. Mater's dressed up with a hat. Lightning McQueen was not dressed up uh, the day that I went. They do have special theming on Mater's ride. So they've got Christmas music playing, and as well as Luigi's. We love the Luigi spinning cars. That was so much fun. And they have Christmas music going, but it's also themed to Cars Land. So, you know, it'll say, like, I want a radiator for Christmas instead of I want a hippopotamus for Christmas, and just lots of cute little songs that have to do with cars. It's really sweet.
1: So, the burning question for us <laughs> is on Mater's Ride: Is it Larry the Cable Guy singing Christmas Carols?
2: Ooh, that's like, a, it sounds like it. It genuinely
0: <laughs> sounds like it. I can neither confirm nor deny, but it does sound like it's Larry the Cable Guy. <laughs> we just thought that was the funniest thing when we were there for Halloween that he was singing the Halloween songs. And I think we just oh, it's died <laughs> listening to it. Oh, we did
2: too. It's so funny to hear Larry the Cable Guy singing songs on that ride. It has to be him for the Christmas <laughs> one too. I mean, it's, it's hysterical.
1: We found it, one of the songs on the Play app, I think. and then, Or
0: Apple Music, too, I think, had them all.
1: Yeah, <laughs> I just couldn't even listen to it. I couldn't like, get through an entire oh song.
0: Oh, my gosh. I didn't know that. I'll have to check that out.
2: That is fantastic. Everyone should check that out. It's a hilarious
1: <laughs> song. <laughs> well, that's awesome that Luigi's is Christmas-themed as well. That's yeah, uh,
2: that was a cute one. Mm-hmm. Yeah, it's definitely adorable with the spinning cars. Everybody throws their arms up. It's so cute. And they've got um, lots, uh, like the cones at the Cozy Cone motel area. Those are all dressed in tinsel. And they've got tons of PhotoPass people around, which I love. And they'll take fun magic shots of you all around there with Christmas-themed things, too.
1: Cool. So we kind of already started talking about it a little bit, but it goes with theming. So the overlays. So, Haunted Mansion Holiday, we all know, is still up for now. Did it change your experience kind of viewing it in more of a Christmas lens compared to Halloween?
2: So, honestly, it didn't, and maybe it was just because I expected it and I knew what I was getting into for Christmas that I, it kind of seemed the same to me. Um, it didn't make me feel Christmassy. It kind of made me feel still Halloweeny, but... I mean, I loved it. They did add a few extra Christmas things, and maybe I just noticed those, and they were in there the whole time. But where the hat box goes is, there were some extra Santa hats laid out, which I really – I looked at pictures and couldn't find those Santa hats in there before. And then um, it's it's a little more focused on Santa, it seems like, but that could have to do with the timing of when we're there. Mm
1: Mm-hmm. What about for Jungle Cruise? Do they do Jingle Cruise in Disneyland?
2: No. So this was so disappointing. They have a few Christmas things about. So we thought, oh, my gosh, they do Jingle Cruise. I'm jumping on this. That's my favorite ride. And it turns out this is the first year that they have stopped doing it. Um, All the cast members actually asked us to complain, which, I mean, we didn't. But they asked (laughs) us to write a (laughs) – I mean, we should, but it's not the part we go to all the time. But they asked us to complain so that they could get it back next year because they really missed it. And they were wearing their Christmas hats from years before, which I thought was really cool and really dedicated. But the one thing they did have, even though they don't have Jingle Cruise, they had the Christmas Parade during the day so instead of buying a christmas party ticket like you would have to do at walt disney world they have that parade twice a day just with your ticket entrance fee
1: interesting how did that i know we've tried not to compare in the past between walt disney world and disneyland but that's just one of those things that It's just natural how does it compare yeah. to the walt disney world christmas parade
2: So I love Christmas. I love Walt Disney World, but Disneyland has this beat on this parade. It was so cute. They had a ballerina with a teddy bear, which we don't have at Walt Disney World. And I was in the Nutcracker Ballet for years, so that was like a cute little moment for me and my mom to see. Um, They also have the snowmen, which are the cutest things of all time. They're like the reindeer, but they're these little plump snowmen men that walk around and there's a ton of them. I thought there were only two or three but there are like six of them and then there's the gingerbread men walking around. There's the reindeer. So there's a lot of things that are classic between both parades but there were some specific things that I had seen on the Disney Christmas Parade on TV for years that I never saw at Walt Disney World but I did see at Disneyland. It was pretty cool.
0: That is really cool. So what about I think we've seen on Instagram before, does a small world get some sort of Christmas overlay?
2: Yes, so that
0: is true. Yep, the small world, it's a small world
2: does have an overlay, and that is incredible. Uh, One of the funniest parts of our trip was my mom really wanted to see it's a small world light up, and so we went over there, they said 515, they light it up, like, come see, it's going to be awesome, so you know, everyone's waiting. We got there around five to see it. Waited about fifteen minutes, and then they say, three, two, one, boom! And the lights turn on. That's it. <laughs> but the whole ride is Christmas themed, which was really neat. And I would a hundred percent recommend going at night. During the day, it somewhat feels like the normal. It's a small world, but at night, it's incredible. It's so much longer than the Walt Disney World. It's a small world. Uh, And it is Christmas themed. And they also have Walt Disney or like Disney characters in it, like Alice in Wonderland's in it. Um, Well, there were a bunch of Disney characters that pop up in their countries that they would normally be like Peter Pan is over in England. And it's just so cool.
1: That is cool. That's that was one of our biggest takeaways. We never got to talk about it because we went to Disneyland after we recorded your Disneyland trip report that It's a Small World, it almost feels like the one in Walt Disney World is a complete injustice to that one in Disneyland. Yes,
2: I agree, and you know, I never did It's a Small World the last time we went, we didn't have mm-hmm. time to do it, we figured it would be really similar, like, because some of them are really similar, but some are really different, and that's just one that's really different, and beautiful, and I would really recommend It's a Small World, I do have a question for you, though, did mm-hmm. you notice, that the song is not obnoxiously played. It is, like, hummed very softly the entire time you're on the ride.
1: I don't...
0: Yeah, I don't know if we did notice that.
1: Maybe it would help if we explain our circumstances. We (laughs) were, like, dead tired.
0: Yeah, we were were. very rushed. Because we made, you know, a bunch of fast passes for the end of the night. And, you know, so we got on the ride probably, like, in a similar mindset to what you were saying like oh we just got to do this it'll be the same you know i don't think we appreciated it as much Mm -hmm. as we should have
1: so i i can honestly say my head was down for a lot (laughs) of it but i did notice a lot of the characters and i didn't get off like hating the song so maybe (laughs) you make a good point i guess
2: Yeah, that was the biggest thing. So we were on it for a while because there were tons and tons of boats of people. I mean, there was a 90 minute wait to get onto. It's a small world. That's how many people wanted to see this gorgeous Christmas display. And we had a fast pass and waited 30 minutes in the fast pass line. I mean, it was packed. And, um, so every boat, you know, you were boat to boat going through this thing very slowly, but, I just turned to my mom and said, wow, this song is not annoyingly screaming at me. I don't feel like we're on... It's a small world. It's very soft and a very soft hum. So I I liked it. I thought it was great.
1: For sure. I can't think of any other overlays, um, but we can come back to them if we need to. Next thing that we had on our list is a very exciting topic. So Christmas snacks.
2: Yes. Tons and tons of Christmas snacks. There were... You know, of course, the Mickey gingerbread, which was gorgeous and tasted delicious. Those were made by Thelma's, and you can actually order them. Um, You may not be able to order the Mickey gingerbread, but you can order a gingerbread cookie from them, and they'll ship it to your house. And it's super soft. It's really great. There's also the Rice Krispie Treats that look like gingerbread Mickeys, and those are adorable. And then, of course, the candy canes. Which I've got a whole blog post on DisneyTricksBlog.com, and that just discusses how to get a handmade candy cane. These take two hours to make by hand, and how, you know, most of the cast members who are making them have done it for over 35 years. So
0: it's a really amazing tradition at Disneyland. So we had no clue, I mean, really, I don't know, until Brendan probably saw it on your Instagram that these candy canes were such a big deal. Um, And you even, like, mentioned that you had to call (laughs) ahead. Like, I can't even imagine.
2: Yeah. So, it's absolutely crazy. So, that's one of those things that's just the best-kept local secret out there. And I get it because Walt Disney World has a lot of those. But Disneyland candy canes, that just seems like such a big secret to hold. It's a true tradition at Disneyland. What you can do is call ahead, like you mentioned, and see what days they will be selling the candy canes. They're $13.99. You get no annual pass holder discount. But what you do is you get in line about an hour before the park opens. Then you sprint to where the candy canes are. and You're not supposed to run, but you're running because <laughs> those candy canes are so cool, and you just waited an hour for them. And so you run and you get a little wristband that tells you, you know, it tells the cast members that you waited in line and that. You know, they allotted a candy cane for you, and then you buy it anytime before 2 p.m. Otherwise, they give up the extra candy canes to the general public. But all the days we were there, they sold candy canes twice while we were there, and it's a really rare occurrence, so that was kind of cool. But they did sell them twice, and both days they were sold out before they could even open it to the public. So if you want one, 100%, you've got to get in line and get there early.
0: So what's the verdict? I mean, was it worth the wait? Were they delicious? They're delicious. Yeah. So
2: <laughs> my mom and I, so you can only get one per person. We thought we'd at least be able to get two per person. So when we only had one, we kind of rock, paper, scissored over who would open there. <laughs> so, <laughs> so I opened mine and, you know, I licked it and it tasted so, you know, it's a candy cane. It's delicious. It's pure sugar cane. Uh, it's much larger than your typical CVS candy cane. Uh, it's really thick. And just the amount of work that goes into them two hours to make one candy cane. It's just amazing. It's, you know, it's something you don't see anymore. Everything is machine made and efficient, but this is really neat.
1: Yeah, that sounds awesome. Do they do it in both parks or is it just in Disneyland?
2: Yeah. So they do it in both parks parks uh depending on the days and they do it when there's no extra magic hours that way everyone has a chance to get it because if they opened it during extra magic hours it wouldn't really be fair so i thought that was nice and uh they pick a park basically it's just the opposite park if disneyland is having extra magic hours they'll do it at dca
1: and then vice versa interesting Uh, random question was the candy cane day the same day that you ran into toy story dad
2: yeah, actually, it was. Yeah,
1: <laughs> it was. It was weird because we just interviewed Toy Story Dad like last week. So I thought, what are the odds that y'all ran into each other and we were about to interview him just a couple days later?
2: That was crazy, and they're so sweet. It was awesome getting to see them. I was taking pictures with my candy canes, and then I saw you know, Toy Story Dad and them right behind us doing the same thing. I'm like, oh, my gosh, this is so <laughs> so Instagram. But it was great. It was really nice to meet them and see them. And, uh, you know, they're an amazing Instagram to look up to.
1: I guess that's, that's our way of subtly dropping that we have a <laughs> Toy Story Dad episode coming out soon. That's amazing. <laughs> so cool. So kind of on the same note of Snacks, uh, the festival of the holidays that they have in DCA. And I know you guys experienced that for a couple days. What were your thoughts there?
2: Yes. So the Festival of Holidays was really neat. And it actually goes through January 8th of 2019. So if anyone's going during New Year's Eve or anything like that, it'll still be there. Um, It was delicious. We bought a sip and savor pass. So everyone had messaged me saying, get the sip and savor pass. It's worth it. It's worth it. So it was $54 for my mom and I, as we're not annual pass holders in California. And we get a we got a credential. And on this credential, there were eight tabs. So there are 12 booths that you can go to. It's kind of similar to Food and Wine Festival, except with this credential, you can get one treat or a non-alcoholic beverage per tab. So I thought it meant, oh, you can only get one thing from each booth but really you could use two at the same booth if you wanted to. So I thought that was cool. And what I did was I went around and I tried a variety from sugary snacks like the Mickey and Minnie sugar cookies that were amazing, those were my favorite, to the chorizo queso at and Vice, and that one was Mm. also phenomenal.
1: But
0: (laughs) basically, yeah. I know.
1: (laughs) (laughs) Catherine is like (laughs) –
0: I'm like over here, and I'm hungry right now. I haven't eaten dinner. Like, this is amazing.
2: I need some – Yes.
0: Oh, my gosh. And especially
2: if you're feeling some turkey. Let me tell you, all their stuff had turkey in it. There was, like, turkey and stuffing tamales. There were – beef pot, roast, candied, yam, just think of all of the foods you would eat during the holidays, and they have it, it's pretty cool.
1: I don't remember seeing on your stories, but I've seen other people, did you try, don't they have like a Nashville hot turkey or something?
2: Yes, yeah, they have a Nashville hot turkey, and we were going to get it, but we decided not to (laughs) last second, because, so it's like a fried turkey. And my mom and I actually had fried turkey the day before and we're kind of done with the holiday food. We went right after Thanksgiving. We had fried turkey for a holiday dinner. So Disneyland only does one holiday dining experience. Uh, It does not have characters, but at this one holiday dining experience, you eat at the plaza and then you get special seating for the Christmas parade. And so we mainly did it to get the special seating for the Christmas parade. And that was well worth it because we got a nice little meal at the plaza Inn, and then perfect seating for the six o'clock parade. It was amazing.
1: It is amazing as Nashvilleians, how much Nashville hot chicken has become like a
0: it's a, thing. a nationwide yeah. thing.
1: <laughs> it used to be like our, yeah. little, our little secret, but it's crazy <laughs> that Disneyland now has Nashville hot stuff.
0: I think that's it's a reason crazy. to go. We yeah. have until January, right? <laughs> oh my gosh, yes! I say you look for
2: any reason to go and go, honestly.
1: <laughs> but the seating that you got, you guys were right in those benches, right in front of the castle, right?
2: Yeah, it was right at the front. Um, it was actually directly across the street from the Plaza Inn. And you got to see the characters and the whole parade take a turn, which I love being able to sit anywhere where they're turning because you get a lot more time of seeing the floats and seeing the characters and interacting with them. So it was really fun. And the reindeer are my favorite. And they came over and hung out. It was a good time. (laughs)
1: Logistically, how do they set up the Festival for the Holidays? Like what area of DCA do they put that in?
2: Yeah, so I thought it would be all around Pixar Pure. Um, I had a totally different thought process of where this stuff was, how it was going to work, which is also why I started my blog, because I, you know, I can't believe how blind we went into it, even though we thought, oh, we read all the stuff, we know what we're doing. I mean, we showed up, and these booths were all over the place, from the beginning of Cars Land all the way around the corner in front of Ariel's Grotto area, the Ariel Undersea Adventures ride. Hmm. So they have a little path and there are 12 booths set up in that little path. And so some of them are like right next to each other, but
1: it's, it's pretty neat. Yeah, it's like when you hear that, it sounds like it's spread out, but there's no way that it's more spread out than any of the festivals at Epcot, I guess. No,
2: absolutely not. It's really next to each other. Like booths one and two are next to each other. Then you go across and there's three and four. And all these little like they're basically next to each other. Whereas Epcot, I feel like you could walk a few steps and find a new one.
1: <laughs> well, cool. So the next thing, I, I don't even know if I want to talk about this because it honestly pains me.
0: <laughs> With jealousy.
1: So the Candlelight Processional. <laughs> You maybe saw oh my, my, my man crush, maybe.
0: <laughs> maybe. For sure, like one hundred percent, one hundred percent. I love it.
1: <laughs> so what? Well, so that's a very unique event to Disneyland. So, kind of tell us about that if you can.
2: Oh my gosh! Okay, so going into it, I'll give you our mindset, and then I'll explain the entire thing. So first off, I have not published my blog post on this yet because it is. A very special experience, and no way am I trying to play it up. It is only the Candlelight Professional is only done two days out of the year at Disneyland, and they always bring in a star. Last year it was Thor, amazing. I wish I was there for that one. <laughs> this year it was Chris Pratt, also amazing. Let's get all the Chris's to come because that's amazing. <laughs> uh, <laughs> my mom and I fangirled pretty hard, um, but. What happens is, whereas ours is basically every weekend, they've got dedicated choirs that come to it every weekend, and they've hired cast members at Disneyland, they bring in you know, local and national choirs, they have uh, special people casted for the solos, and it's mostly invite-only for their Club 33 members top members in the Disney company, and, you know, just invite-only guests. And there's only between up to 200 to 300 people there that have been invited at most. So it's really specific. People will camp out there all day long um, to try and see. So it's at the very front of the park, the very front, where the train is. But if you look down, you'll be able to see the castle. So it's on that side of the train station. Um, I thought it was crazy that they do this at the very front of the park. If they wanted this to be a true private event, they would probably host it after hours, and it would probably be farther back in the park. I mean, this is right in the very front of the park. It's during park hours from 4.45 p.m. all the way until 9 p.m., so it's, it's a pretty public timing, public area. Everyone's going to walk by. Um, but the coolest part is if you show up 10 minutes before they start, you could still see it. <laughs> <laughs> so that's what we ended up doing. So all day long, you know, we were only there for four days, and we wanted to really get the most out of it. We ate at Goofy's Kitchen around 5 p.m. and said, hey, If we can find a spot to watch Chris Pratt, we'll find a spot. We'll just see what happens. So We went back to Disneyland around 7. We waited until 7.30 and then we walked towards the front like we were exiting and a cast member actually said, oh, would you guys like to see because there is standing area. We were like, oh, yeah, we'd love to and went right under the rope and got to watch the entire thing and it was just stunning. I mean, there were hundreds of singers and choir members that come down and they walk all the way from it's a small world to the very front in their gowns with a candle and it's just
0: i mean it's beautiful wow
1: so how soon before it starts do you kind of figure out who the celebrity is that's going to be hosting
2: so they've really done well in previous years people have leaked who it is but last year they kept it under wraps until they walked out And this year, they kept it under wraps. They actually thought it was Mr. Hamill from Star Wars. Mm. Somebody leaked that out, and it was not. Um, So everybody was just, like, there were a lot of people dressed up in Star Wars outfits thinking it would be Mr. Hamill, and it wasn't. (laughs) So that was kind of embarrassing. I'm glad you didn't dress up. We were just there to see it if we walked by, you know. Honestly, part there's some people that are really against it because they try and keep it private. They kind of make the guests feel bad in a way because they're not invited. Um, but in my opinion, if you wanted this to be a truly private event, you would host this after hours because they do it at night anyway. So they want the crowd to come and see it. They want their Club 33 members to feel special. I understand. You know, I just wanted to see parts of it. I didn't care if I was in the front row or the very back being it, because you're still able to see and hear, and it still gives you goosebumps. It's an incredible experience.
1: Yeah, I think you're exactly right. I mean, they could put it in the Hyperion in DCA if they truly wanted it to be a yeah, a closed off exactly. event. Exactly. That's interesting. That was a great night to be at candle processional, candlelight processionals. Cause I believe that was John Stamos's night in Disney world as well. Yes, I wish I could have
2: gone to that one too. I really wanted to see John Stamos, but uh, I, you know, it was, it was cool to see this one. And then I know Neil Patrick Harris was this last week at Disney world. So, I mean, there are some incredible people to see at Walt Disney world if you can get there. And then there's, Obviously, the one weekend a year to see the Disneyland one, which is pretty neat. Mm-hmm.
1: I saw the lines for the Neil Patrick Harris night, and holy cow, I don't, I don't, I love Neil Patrick Harris. I don't know if I could wait that long.
0: My sister is probably in that line. <laughs> she loves him. Yeah, that's true. I mean,
2: imagine that though at Disneyland. People just stay and they sit on Main Street all day long waiting to see, they don't even know who is going to come out. So it, it's crazy whenever in reality, you could just walk up the last 10 minutes and it wasn't a rare occurrence. There were a lot of people being able to get under the roof and see it. And, I mean, it. I would definitely go to the second showing. The first showing is really packed because people have waited all morning and all day. And that first showing is around five, but the 7:35 one was empty. I mean, it wasn't empty, but you could come in and out as you pleased. It wasn't as stressful on the cast members. It was, it
1: was great. Yeah. Sounds like a lot of fun. Glad that you guys were able to experience it for a few minutes. I'm sure that's a, a great memory for sure. So one of the, I, I, we've covered everything on our list. If there, is there anything else on your list or the other thing that I thought we could talk about were things that you did on this Disneyland trip that were different than your last Disney trip. So you mentioned Goofy's Kitchen. I know for one uh, that, that kind of stood out.
2: Yeah. So, So we tried to eat at different places. We're big foodies, (laughs) but we did a lot of snacks last time, and this time that were different. That way we could see the Christmas snacks and the festival of holidays, which was great to experience. Um, There is a really cute parade called Viva Navidad that's in Disney's California Adventure, and they've got the characters dressed up in Spanish costumes, and it's really an incredible experience. I love the diversity that they're showing all over. I think Disneyland and Disneyland California are kind of struggling between Christmas and Festival of the Holidays. They're trying to represent everybody, which is something Walt Disney World doesn't have to worry about because we have Epcot. And Mm -hmm. at Epcot, they've got all the different stories of the Santa Clauses and what every country does. And it really is a good representation of all the different cultures and diversity. Whereas in California, it's a little smaller. You only have DCA and Disneyland to show everything. And it's pretty, you know, it's pretty politically correct out there. So they really want to be able to represent everyone's culture. And I think they did a good job at trying to do that.
1: Yeah, that's awesome. Any other restaurants that were notable that that you guys hit up on this one?
2: So we did Goofy's Kitchen, which was cute. Um, I really want to try, there's one that's like Adventurers um, something, but they only have three character restaurants, character dining experiences. So we wanted to try one of those. And the food was a little bit of a letdown, but the experience was really cute. It reminded me of Chef Mickey's. Um, which is adorable. You spin your napkin. You do really similar stuff. So that was cute. And everyone's in their chef outfit. But they didn't have, like, a holiday character dressed up dining experience, which I think they're missing out. I think if they had that, it would really make a lot of money, especially if they put them at the Plaza Inn or somewhere where they're doing the holiday dine, they could really make a lot of money. Because so I would have loved to see the holiday dressed up characters like they do at Walt Disney World during a dinner portion. It was cool. Um, We mostly tried to eat at, like, uh, Jolly Holiday and the different snack booths. We did get to do it the Small World, as I mentioned, which I'd recommend to everybody. But the only major new thing we did was also the canal boats at night, and I would recommend that to everybody. It was beautiful at night, and they even dress up the little – Uh, like the little castles and the little topiaries with Christmas stuff. So you'll see the village where Snow White's from and it's dressed up. It's got tiny wreaths on it and little dwarves dressed up in Christmas outfits. And it's adorable.
0: That's cute because I feel like when we rode that, I mean, I don't really know what we expected, Um, but it would definitely be cool to see it as a Christmas version i feel like that would just add something to it
1: yeah i think for us we didn't get the best guide i think that kind of took away Uh, from our experience a little bit but i know a lot of people love it so i want to love it i want to go back and and love it but (laughs) the time that we wrote it we were kind of just yeah we didn't understand most of what was being said anyway
2: Ah, yeah Well, you guys got to look for Tiki Room Tristan. He's out there. He's a really good guide and a great Instagram guy to follow. But um, he is pretty cool.
1: Duly noted. We'll we'll just ask for him. Request <laughs> request that boat. Yeah,
2: request Kiki Room Tristan. He was there when we went, but he was actually just helping people into the boat. But I've met him before, and he's a great guy. Um, they definitely have some good guides out there. There were a few that are rough. I know we rode this boat ride twice because my mom loves it a lot. Uh, she thought it's just the cutest thing. She likes little villages. And so the first guide, I'm with you guys, we really couldn't understand. I think the microphone was too close. And then the second guide that we had was just
0: perfect. I mean, nailed it.
1: Mm-hmm.
0: Well, One the, more reason to go back.
1: <laughs> yeah, just add it to <laughs> Well, awesome. I think we covered a lot of great topics, um, pretty comprehensive. So I appreciate you coming on and sharing your experiences from that. As we gear up, I know we're right in the thick of the Christmas season, but I'm sure there's still a lot of people who are listening who are going to make their way to Disneyland or in future years. Um, So that's awesome. I think this is really helpful information and probably a lot of listeners will be like us and just, you know, create that itch where we've got to go.
2: (laughs) Yes. Thank you guys so much for having me on. I love being on here and talking about my adventures. I
1: appreciate it. Yeah, absolutely. Well, One more time, we want to stress that we're so excited for your new blog, new endeavors. Uh, That's really great that you're able to expand the content uh, that you're sharing, disneytricksblog.com. And also your GoFundMe, which is an amazing cause. Um, Really hope that people connect with that and and able to give to such an amazing um, charity. So find that link in your Instagram profile. And yeah, what's the next trip planned? Do you have one in the books yet?
2: Oh, So we just did my birthday weekend last weekend
0: at Walt Disney World, and it was really fun. I'm hoping for Tokyo, so
1: stay tuned.
0: (laughs) We're hoping for Tokyo for you. That would be great.
2: (laughs) (laughs) Thank you. No, I'm I'm really hoping. I, I know Disneyland's coming again near January or February time, but Tokyo is definitely the goal for next year. We'll see how it goes.
1: That's awesome. I feel like it needs to be Detour to Neverland sponsored because it seems like we're <laughs> uh, going to get a trip and We'll have uh, our people get in touch with your people.
2: <laughs> I would love it. I would post for you guys all day long. Thank you so much for always having me. I appreciate it.
1: Yeah, absolutely. Well, once again, thank you so much for joining us. Uh, yeah, we uh, look forward to having you on in the future. We'll have to keep you the most frequent guest. We'll always have to keep that tally. <laughs>
2: I love it. I'm always here. I've always got something new to share. So I love talking to you guys. I really appreciate it.
1: Awesome. Well, thank you so much, Ashley.
0: Thank you. Have a good one, guys. Thank you for listening to Detour to Neverland. Make sure to subscribe to never miss the new episodes on Mondays, Tuesday, and Thursday. Be sure to leave us an iTunes review and share the show with your friends to help spread the magic. Connect with us on Instagram at detourtoneverland underscore podcast or at detourtoneverland.com.